This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the greatest distance running podcast in the world, Peak Too Early. I am one of your hosts, Steve Gendron, and we are not joined by Mike Gendron, who is quite literally somewhere off the coast of Connecticut right now. We, you know, this this podcast has been going on for um, like, well, how long are we doing that this now for about three months? And feels like three years, Steve. <laughs> it feels like three years. Um, but part of Mike's job is that he does in fact, have to go on a boat every once in a while, and he's out to sea, and sometimes he doesn't have an internet connection, and unfortunately, that's tonight. Um, and as always, we also have at the House of Sav, Trent Fontanella. Trent, how you doing? Steve, I am I am literally speechless right now. I normally have a bunch of time to prepare my opening. You send it to Mike, he babbles on about something, and then, and then I come ready to go with you know, a hot take or, or a lot of energy. And right now I'm, I'm just speechless. I feel, I just feel like we're a little empty. I know we're going to do just fine without Mike. We, we certainly, you know, are going to miss him tonight. Uh, but I do feel like we have an empty hole in my heart, but we'll, we'll power through. We'll power through. But uh, yeah, this is definitely going to be a lower energy episode. So we're going to really have to bring it. But the reason it's a lower energy episode is because we are coming back from Mike's bachelor party, which is even crazier. It's even crazy that we were with him all weekend. We partied with him all weekend for his bachelor party, and he had to get on a boat and go off to work tonight. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was a wild weekend. I had a ton of fun. It was – I guess it's fitting that he's not here because before this started, I was wondering, would he be able to rally after what we uh, put him through and what he really put himself <laughs> he through? He put himself through. <laughs> Let's true. be honest. I mean, there's there's countless things to, to go over, reasons why Mike should not be able to stay up late tonight and be able to think coherently and record a podcast. Um, but, you know, the, the Coast Guard thing was the last thing I was worried about. I was worried about him having the energy to stay up and not have his head in the toilet. So um, I guess I'm glad uh, he's, he's doing OK. In that regard. But, yeah, so we the so we had a bachelor party. A lot of loyal P2E listeners on the bachelor party to shout out to all the all the boys that were out there out there with us. So we had a we had a three day bachelor party. We had a house up north. Um, and the thing with us and our friends when we get together, there's usually there, there's some Miller Lights thrown around, there's a little bit of drinking, but there's a lot of competition. That's how we have fun with each other. We have a lot of we 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 play you know we we play a lot of backyard games, a lot of serious games, a lot of joking games, a lot of video games. But the only time we're having fun is if we're competing against each other and trying to beat each other at stuff. And one of the competitions we had this weekend was a beer mile. And the beer mile took place bright and early on Saturday morning. And Saturday morning, we woke up. We had already been on the bachelor party for for uh, for a day and a half or two nights at that point. Everybody woke up. We're sitting around the, the breakfast table, sipping our coffee, making some breakfast. And every single person in the room, there was 14 of us. Every single person in the room looked at each other and said, you know what? I don't think this beer mile is going to happen because we were a little banged up from the night before. And it wasn't more than maybe 10, 15 minutes before all the troops were rallied and we were getting on our running shoes and setting up the beer to go have the beer mile. 
Steve, I, I slept in a little bit that day. You know, I heard the, the murmuring downstairs. I didn't want to have to help clean up, so I thought I'd stay in my bed <laughs> a little bit longer. And then finally, Shout out Patrick Florence. That's what he did this morning. He stayed in bed all morning. He had to miss out on all the cleaning. He took it to a new level. That was <laughs> but I come downstairs, you know, 10, 15 maybe, and I hear two people are doing the beer mile. Like two out of the 14 when I thought this was a required event. Um, as soon as I started asking around, like, what had gotten into people, what's going on, I'm very confused at, at, at people's mindset right now. Like you said, within five, ten minutes, you know, people are trying to find their spikes to, to lace up and get going. It was it was a crazy swing of, no way we're not going to fully get this done. The, holy crap, everybody to a person is out there. <laughs> and, and to Trent's credit, I'm not sure that swing of opinion would have happened without you, Trent. Because you came down, like you said, you were you were kind of a little bit later to come down in the morning, probably a little bit more hungover than the rest of us. But like you said, maybe trying to miss out on a little bit of the cleaning. But he gets down there and he hears that the beer mile isn't going to happen. And I don't think I've ever seen Trent more upset when he found out that the beer mile wasn't happening. And he, he led the charge to sway the opinion. And before you know it, we're out there lining up and, and the gun's going off. But it was kind of a unique beer mile. We uh we had this house. It was so it was kind of like a cross country course we set up. We did this loop around the house, and we actually it was about maybe a little over two hundred meters. So we decided we were going to do it twice, for a quarter mile. So it was probably a little over a quarter mile, but it was a it was difficult to tra- terrain. You start off with a steep downhill, and then it was kind of slow uh, climb uphill all the way back into the into the the chugging area. Um, for the most part, we we all drank Miller Lights. There was only one person that didn't drink Miller Lights. Um, he was actually chugging some uh, heavy um, gluten-free beers, which were very difficult to chug. So, to shout out to Zach, that was that was awesome. Um, but it was definitely, you know, you got to give credit for, to everybody for doing it. But it certainly wasn't the fastest beer mile. That's for damn sure. Yeah, it was. It was the beer cross-country mile for sure. The uh, Steve, you, I'm not sure you did it justice with the steep downhill and then a sharp left between like these two massive boulders. Uh, if, if it got physical down there, people could have easily sliced open, you know, a calf or something like that. There's some steep uphills in the backyard. You know, there's poison ivy probably just coming out from the brushes, getting on people as they're running through. So it was uh, really impressive um, for the folks that, that finished it. It was really impressive for the person who won it. Um, <laughs> who, who, who did take the title, Steve? All right, all right, everybody. Trent won. Trent was the uh, Michael Gendron Bachelor Party Beer Mile champion. And uh, it, it was only fitting that the guy who rallied the troops to get out there and do it on the third day of the Bachelor Party won the Beer Mile. So so giving you a round of applause. Congratulations, Trent. Trent won it on a very difficult course. I think you got, I think you got uh, on a very difficult course, very hungover after two nights of, of partying. I think you ran like somewhere in the mid-8s. High eight, yeah, eight, I think it was eight thirty or so. Now, Steve, do you remember what you ran? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, so actually, two weeks ago in Raleigh, I ran six twenty. But what did you run? What did you run at <laughs> the bachelor party? I think it was something like twenty four minutes, something like okay, that. Okay, so I've been crunching <laughs> the numbers all afternoon here and doing a lot of conversions. You got to add for the the hungoverness. You have to add for the the uphill and the the straight downhill to the hard left hand turn. And based on me having like a third of the time that Steve did during this, I think that puts me in for like a world record, you know, potential performance of maybe <laughs> in that two to three minute range. 
So that is what I, I figured out, and my domination will, will only continue when we have a maybe more legit beer mile later in the summer on something of a more measured measured course than what we had out there. In my defense, I was up later than you the night before. <laughs> Trent snuck I, away for an early bedtime because he knew the beer mile was coming. And by early, it was, you know, 2 or 2.30, so I, <laughs> I actually thought it was pretty early compared to everybody else. But, uh, you know, I take this stuff seriously. I'm not messing around. I'm trying to get a good night rest. So, like, I slept in more than everybody else. Um, the key to having fresh legs is to be, like, in the bed before your race, about 20 minutes before you're about to go. So I followed that philosophy. I was well hydrated with some, uh, you know, one cup of water in the last 24 hours and a cup of coffee, so I was, <laughs> I was good to go. Cup of coffee, cup, uh, glass of water, and Miller Lite. That's all you really need in life. Yeah. But, hey, uh, shout out to the guys. We had some non-runners up there. Yes, I, that's, I that's what actually, I just want to get into, yeah. Yeah, they, I would say everybody, even the ones that are miserable, because the beer mile is such a bizarre a uh, mixture of just being totally tortured out there, you know, trying to run through chug beer, but also uh, this like euphoric high of having a buzz on and getting a good sweat on that morning. And we had some non-runners out there that are killing it. And it really proves that the beer mile doesn't have to be like a running nerd thing. This is a absolutely cool event that a lot of people can get behind. Yeah, we had uh, uh, so so uh, Mike's brother-in-law, Zach, he uh, he crushed it. He did awesome. He was on, he was, it was looking like he was going to get a podium spot for, for most of the race. He got nipped at the line, but he, with a very respectable, respectable, res, I can't talk right now, respectable fourth place finish <laughs> drinking. Like I said, those, those heavy IPAs. So shout out to Zach. Um, shout out to Matt Gendron, our brother who is not, he's a, he's a runner. You, you know, he, he, he runs a little stay in shape, but you know, I don't think he would classify himself as a runner, but, a uh, another very respectable finish. He he uh, he, <laughs> he 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 fought off the disqualification puke for the entire race, and I think he ran over the buses as soon as he finished. But that's a skill unto itself to be able to mm-hmm. hold that off to the to the finish of the mile. Um, we did have a, a college runner who competed at a very high level at a D1 school, Patrick Donovan, that took two sips of his of his beer, put his beer down, and sat down and didn't finish. So definitely no shout out to you, Patrick. I, that was very disappointed by you. That was out there. embarrassing. That was embarrassing. Not a good look for UMass Lowell. I think we have some UMass Lowell th- talk later. Maybe you know uh, later in the episode. That's gonna you know uh, I I have some stuff I want to talk about that will bring some respect back to UMass Lowell. But Patrick, you did not you did not put any respect on UMass Lowell's name last uh, yesterday morning. Um, any any other any other uh, performances out there? I think our, our co-host would be a little pissed off if we didn't give him a shout-out. Oh, the, we're getting to that. We're you know, getting to that. We want to hit that now or at the end oh, of the Oh, yeah, let's get, let's get into it. So, um, like you said, you know, we like to compete. We had, a, we had a wiffle ball game. We had a home run derby. We had a badminton championship. We had a, 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 um, a video game tournament. Um, we had a, we, a golf tournament. So we had all these types of tournaments. And we're always competing. We're always challenging each other to to different types of athletics endeavors when we get together. And throughout, so we had done the beer mile. I'm in the kitchen with my brother Matt, cooking some. We're cooking up some lunch for the crew. We're cooking up some some noodles, some eggs. Like we're gonna have a nice little uh, brunch, you know, lunch that we're cooking up. And uh, this is about an hour to an hour twenty minutes after the beer mile had been completed. And all of a sudden, I see a group of people running by the window on the course that we had laid out for this beer mile. 
And uh, Trent, do you want to do you want to tell the listeners why people were running on the course? To, to be perfectly honest, I was a part of that group. I, it was uh, myself. It was Mike. It was uh, our friend Nate. I don't even remember what caused us to have to be out there to do that second beer mile. All I know is that I I came to my senses pretty early on and, and dropped out. Uh, Mike and Nate finished that one, but uh, that, that wasn't enough for everybody. No, nope, uh, we're getting to that. We're getting to that. And then so later on in the afternoon, I'm sitting up on the deck, relaxing. I got a lounge chair. We're playing a little music, you know, maybe a little sports talk radio, just kind of chilling on the deck. And all of a sudden, I see Mike run by on the course again. This is probably, probably you know, three and a half, four hours after the original beer mile. Turns out he was challenged to run a third beer mile, and he completed that beer mile. So if you're counting at home, on Mike's third day of his bachelor party, he did not one, not two, but three completed beer miles within the course of maybe five and a half hours. Uh, Mike Mike has uh, expressed his concern for Joe Castiglione, and if he was addicted to saying a certain phrase, you know, can you believe it? One of the reasons Mike was not here tonight that popped in my head, maybe maybe he checked in the rehab. He is addicted to the beer mile. I was afraid <laughs> we were trying to do a podcast and you would be out just crushing beer miles. Uh, the kid was, was absolutely like, he looks like he just got out of like a boxing match. Like, oh yeah, just, you know, pale as all hell, uh, you know, sweating and cut up and from everything else that had been going on and just like half jogging, half walking by the end. I think we were trying to beat about 25 minutes in the beer mile. Uh, things had really (laughs) just come off the wheels, but you know, credit to Mike. I think he did three miles in an extra lap because he, he definitely puked at one point so um he <laughs> powered through it was oh, impressive no. it was it was more confusing than impressive <laughs> why he continued to keep going especially as the bachelor you're supposed to give this punishment out to other people and he was just taking it on and you know it took the bet losses on the chin and, and powered through the beer miles there's a lot of things you can say about mike but the kid is a hell of a competitor and if you give him a challenge He's going to complete it. So um, uh, shout out to Mike. That was awesome. Uh, very aggressive. Um, you know, it, one of the more impressive things I, I've seen, but we were talking about it on the last last podcast, but when we're training, we're thinking, we're you know, how we're going to get our beer mile time down um, for the beer miles that we're going to run hopefully later on this summer. We talked about, you know, you have to do your long runs. Mm-hmm. And Mike definitely got his long run in for beer mile training. Uh, yesterday. So, so good work, Mike, but it was a hell of a weekend. We had a ton of fun. It was a, just a, a solid group of people. Um, you know, like I said, most of which do listen to the podcast, shout out to everybody was there. Uh, most of the, most of the SAV racing was there. So, um, great to hang out with them. But, um, I, if I'm going to get serious about this beer mile and this getting back into running shape, I need some serious detox. So, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to lay low a little bit for a little bit over the next couple weeks until we get to Mike's wedding, which I'm sure we'll have some fun there, but, uh, you know, gotta, gotta get a little bit faster. Gotta shed some pounds. I think I'm going to try doing one of these juice cleanses to, to get all that, get all the toxins out of my system. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. I think I, I, <laughs> that was the first thing I did when I got home. I felt so bad. I was like, I was like so beat up from the weekend. I sat down and I just was like, I got to do something. I got to do something to get myself back on track, like healthy living. And I ordered a two day juice cleanse. We'll be here on Wednesday. 
You got to you got to time that though. You're going to spend a lot of time, you know, in the bathroom with something <laughs> like that. So, oh, God. Uh, you're uh, you're braver than me for for diving into that uh I don't want to call it junk science because I think it'll work pretty well, but it sounds maybe more miserable than just being hungover is having to have spinach smoothies for three meals a day for two days. But um, once it's over, I'm going to feel good. Yeah. I want you to go for a few like solid runs in there, get some workouts in. I want to see how your body responds to it. Uh, I'll be curious to see how it goes. Yeah. So we just came, you know, I I trained, you know, trained for the, the, the Bond Brothers Beer Mile. Happy with how I did. That was championship season. We just had a quick bender season. Now it's time to get back into to, to training season. So um, ready to do that. But this is it's it's a it's a real shame we don't have Mike because this is a huge episode for us. This is our um, our NCAA nationals preview episode, and so we have an awesome interview for you guys. And afterwards, we're Trent and I. Are going to hit. So here's how it's going to work. Trent and I are going to get into our draft. Sim, very um, just like we did for for indoor national championships. We're going to pick our runners. The lowest combined time will be the winner. Um, and Mike is actually going to pick from the runners left over afterwards, after the fact. So a um, little disadvantage, but he did this one to himself. So I don't feel bad for him. Um, but we got an interview to pump you up for nationals. We have. The reigning 800 meters champion, Bryce Hopple. Bryce, we talked with him about a, a lot of stuff about his training, about his racing. He is currently on a 17 race win streak. He has won the rat the last 17 races he has been in. Very incredible streak. Um, great guy. Great conversation. So conversation. So let's get into it. All right, everybody. We have a great interview for you today. We have the reigning national champion in the 800 meters, Bryce Hopple. Bryce, welcome to Peak Too Early. Yeah, I'm glad to be on. So, Bryce, we, we had you on. We, this is our preview episode for the national championship. Um, and we, in 800 meters, obviously one of the premier events. Um, so we were excited to have you on and talk to you. Um, let's just start off. How are you feeling about it? Are you ready to defend your title? I mean, yeah, I'm as ready as ever. Uh... Me and my coach has been tuning things up, and hopefully, I'll be on my prime when we get there in Austin. What does that look like? What does the uh, the uh, the fine tuning stage look like for you? Uh, kind of just moving into more speed things. I mean, I'm, I had my last tempo probably for this collegiate season, uh, just this morning, but um, probably do some animals Saturday. Uh, just keep shaking things out. Probably light lighter runs and stuff, but uh, not to get too deep too detailed but uh just kind of moving more to the speed hopefully uh bring things in are you, are you trying to hide some of your secrets or something like that bryce uh <laughs> i mean if y'all want details i mean uh <laughs> i'll ask away <laughs> nah that's all right we don't we don't like to get too into the uh nitty-gritty of uh you know how many miles you're hitting and too many how many uh what splits you're hitting but so yeah. i guess uh a lot of the big news surrounding you right now, right, is this this crazy win streak you're on. I think it's seven, what is it, 17 wins in a yes. row in the 800, and uh, so I mean that's pretty unbelievable. But I wanted to ask you. So in the uh, prelims this last weekend, with about 15 minutes to go, it looked like you were you were comfortable in a spot to qualify, and then something uh, clicked and you decided you were going <laughs> to hold on to your streak. What a uh, how much of a of an impact did the streak play in you? Uh, you know, balling balling down the home stretch there and taking out uh, Dixon. Yeah, so it probably probably paid 
a big role in that. Uh, me and my coach were kind of just talking beforehand. Uh, he was kind of just saying, you know, I know you're in here with Dixon. It's going to be probably a quick race, but I want you to focus more on just qualifying. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, yeah. So normally the strategy, all right, let's just go sit in like second or third, just hang on to the shoulder of whoever you got. Um, that was the plan going in. But obviously, there's like a little bit of competitor in me. <laughs> yeah. Out there in front just didn't sit well. So uh, I was like, well, I'm already in qualifying position. I, I don't think these guys are too too close on my shoulder. So on that home stretch, I usually just uh, kind of give it everything I got. And <laughs> I saw him and I, I hawked him down. So. <laughs> so and for those so that you, ask- what's the from your coach after that, when you go through and you're supposed to be chilling and then you just, you know, turn on the wheels like that. So the first thing he was just like, well, I, I couldn't tell you I wanted you to lose, but I wanted you to just uh, kind of bring it in for the qualifying spot. But I don't know, something something in my mind when I was just going through that race, I was like, well, he's right there. I, I just might as well go for it. Might as well go for it. <laughs> Bryce, how do you how do you think the other uh, the other guys like Dixon stuff in the race? How do you think they feel about that move or do you care at all? <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of one of the things. I mean, it's kind of like a sneaky way to come up on someone and definitely kind of a sneaky way to win a race but uh I, I i'd like to think i'm becoming pretty good friends with some of my competitors but i definitely don't want to win in any way that would be viewed as uh kind of not uh, not the right way but i don't know uh well, i can't well that's uh, that's that's the thing about running bryce is it doesn't matter it doesn't matter how you do it it's the first one to the finish line everybody starts at the same point everybody finishes at the same point doesn't matter how you get there all that matters is your first cross the finish line <laughs> Very true. Hopefully, hopefully that'll be the case in Austin. <laughs> <laughs> For those that haven't seen it, you got to go check it out. We'll put it up on our social media. But uh, Bryce is in his qualifying for the for the national championship. He's cruising down the home stretch. He's going to coast in and, and for the for the easy qualifying. But right at the last second, his competitive nature kicks in and he he outkicks Dennis Dixon across the finish line. Awesome video. Um, very cool way to keep the keep the win streak alive. Um, <laughs> So uh, one of the questions I always have for 800 meter 800 meter runners is: Do you consider yourself a sprinter with endurance or a distance runner that's fast? So definitely a distance runner that's fast. Okay. Uh, here at KU, uh, they have me in the cross country group, so gotta have a cross country season, sadly. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> definitely come from more of the endurance side because I think. I've always thought I could be a pretty good miler if uh, the coach decided for me to go that way, but um, now I kind of fell in love with the 800. <laughs> so how much do you love it when you're done with cross country and you get to report to track practice and all of a sudden your miles just cut in half and you get to watch your like old teammates go out for 12 mile runs and you just get to do whatever, a five mile shakeout or something. What's that feeling like? It's definitely incredible. I mean, I kind of get, I kind of get some heat from some of the guys on the team just because, uh, it's it's such a big change, and uh, my mileage is a lot lower than the guys in my group. <laughs> so they they kind of like to make fun of me sometimes when when all I'm doing is like a six mile base run, and they got eight or nine or something crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I was a 10k runner uh, for for outdoor, and I would get so pissed at the 800 meter runners because you you run with them all year. You run with them cross country, you know, indoor. But when it came time for championship season, they're doing their little. You like you were talking about your 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 fine tuning, your sharpening. And I'm still doing like these long repeats on the track, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. you guys, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so Bryce, heading back to nationals a little bit, um, 
I want to know two things. First of all, what was the celebration like after you um, won the indoor national championship individually? And two, do you think there's more pressure from trying to repeat or trying to hold on to this winning streak? Which one of those do you think is a little bit more, uh, adding a little bit more pressure to this race? Uh, I think definitely the repeat is, uh, it's, it's weighing down on me a little bit. I mean, uh, Devin, obviously he's ran like a 144. So I'm like, shoot, am I, am I going to be able to be able to put that down when the time comes? So the, the repeat is definitely something that's important to me. That'd be pretty, pretty awesome to get two in a row. But, uh, I think the streak streak also kind of just all the, all the things are coming together under pressure. But, uh, yeah. What was the, what was the other thing The celebration after? Yeah. Yeah. What, what is that celebration? Like, what does that look like when you win a national championship? Oh shoot. I mean, <laughs> coming back from indoors, uh, I, 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 hopefully I like to keep it humble. Definitely out on the track. Like immediately after when I cross the line, uh, I just give thanks to God. If that's what the, what the thing is. But when we came home, uh, the, my championship and the celebration for Sharon Lucky's birthday kind of came uh, crossed so we kind of had a pretty lit party <laughs> good. good that's the way it should be i was hoping you would say that <laughs> yeah you gotta celebrate the victories what's the point if you don't celebrate it definitely i can just say i i, I don't think i remember a little bit of that party so <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have a track house uh yeah that, that's actually that's funny how that's a thing but uh yeah, we just call it the Alabama House because it's on Alabama Street, like right next to campus, and that's usually where the festivities happen. <laughs> For sure. So. Definitely. Bryce, you mentioned that 17 race win streak, a little pressure on you right now. Uh, how could it not be? It's all over. You know, we're doing a little research interview. It's all over Kansas Twitter. I saw Bill Self gave you a shout out. When did the streak become a real thing that actually felt like real pressure for you? Uh. I think it was like about midway through the season when I started kind of saying it. And it was like, at first it started like it had been this many days since I had lost. And uh, I don't know, they just kept building it up more and more. But it never really came like across to me until it was probably coming up. I think after indoors, they're like, he did this undefeated throughout the season as well. And I was like, wow, like I, I would think I like I didn't lose throughout the indoor season. <laughs> so I think after that is when it kind of really came to fruition that it was actually a solid thing. So and after have that, you thought about dropping out so that you don't lose your streak? <laughs> yeah. Wait, what's that? Have you thought about dropping out of nationals or just not showing up so that you can finish your season undefeated? Oh definitely not. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I think to make the streak actually uh kind of more uh, worthwhile is to have national championships along with it. So. <laughs> For sure. Do you have any uh, superstitions that you've kept throughout the streak? Uh, not really. I was trying to remember. Oh, is okay. At regionals, nothing. I'd, I'd never really gotten superstitious, but at regionals, my coach was like, uh, I was checking in my spikes, and he's like, those spikes are pretty dull. And I was like, I mean, I guess we can change them out, but... <laughs> He was like, uh, I've been wearing these all season. Uh, but oh, you got to let those babies ride. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that's probably the only, like, superstition thing that came across me. So, so, Bryce, to change gears a little bit here, or I guess maybe even a lot of it, 
through my research, I uh, I found out that your your dad is the general manager for a Double A baseball team. Is that right? Oh yeah, yeah. He's a Double A for the Oakland days. Very cool. So I guess my question to you is, you know, you're 800 meter national champion, going on trying to get another one, but is your dad disappointed in you that you're not a baseball player? <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, no, he's not disappointed. Um, I mean, with me and my like sisters, they've always kind of just supported us and whatever path we chose for sports. But uh, I don't know. I don't want to go too into it. But my story kind of started out with I was playing soccer for the longest time, and it wasn't until like probably midway through high school I was like uh, I could probably do this running thing more. So that's kind of when I made a transition there. But um, I don't know. I think one of the more things that coming from my dad was uh. My sister won a Division Two national championship in basketball, so I was always kind of, yeah, I was always kind of chasing after, chasing after her uh, heels and uh, <laughs> trying to be as good as she was. So, where did she play? Uh, she played at Lubbock Christian. Probably, she graduated. In yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, it was Lubbock Christian right there next to Texas Tech. Gotcha. Gotcha. I don't know, man. I think he's uh, he's probably looking at you this summer being like, we could really use a pinch runner out there. We could just put you <laughs> on the roster, you know, just for a couple months while, while you're off in the offseason. Uh, really help the ball club out. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun, actually. He's he's actually mentioned that before. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe, you know, minor league baseball, all the crazy in-game promotions they have. You could be like race, 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 hop all around the bases. Uh, What's you know, that you thing they have in Atlanta? Uh, yo, yo, the, yeah. to beat the freeze in atlanta yo okay yeah. so this past summer my dad was actually trying to give me that he like we <laughs> on amazon actually bought like the speed suit and everything but i was just like nah i, I really don't want to go <laughs> oh come on you gotta do it that'd be hilarious <laughs> maybe this maybe this summer i'll give it a shot <laughs> um, so so bryce we um on this podcast one of the things that we're trying to do is trying to make running a little bit more mainstream right like we we were all uh college uh distance runners and you know we found that the following for running even in like our community wasn't great and uh we think it has a lot to do with the stereotype of runners kind of like this nerdy uh kind of self-absorbed type runner so we're trying to break that perception and you know showcase people like you that you know normal cool dudes um but one thing we've tried to do in this process is try to find ways to like get people excited about stuff like outdoor nationals. We've kind of created some like games and stuff like that, kind of put some gambling on it and, and whatever. So that we're, we're trying to find, I guess you call it like, I don't know, like fantasy type track, like you would do fantasy football. Um, so with that in mind, should I take you with my first pick? What do you think? Dude, I mean, there's some, uh, some definitely some incredible track athletes out there right now, but, uh, if you're looking for a mid-distance runner, I'd say I'd, I'm definitely uh, one of the higher picks you should take. <laughs> oh, yeah, I like that confidence. All right. For sure, for sure. I think uh, I think you, for indoor, I mean, we were we were super, like, uneducated. We've just really started getting into it the past couple months. Um, I think you went undrafted, and you were a big surprise for, for indoor. So um, you definitely proved us all wrong. So I think you're going to go pretty high this time around. Dang, yeah, that was, that was a little, I mean... Not disappointing, but I guess I like to be the underdog, but kind of just like with flow track and everything, they were kind of just like overlooking me and stuff. But I kind of knew I had a shot at the national title. Uh, but I think Devin just kind of gets a lot more of the 
a lot more of the uh, just like notifications. So. Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> 17, 17 wins in a row will do that. Yeah. <laughs> so. so how much are you paying attention to that? The, the flow track and the, the bloggers out there, you know, with the, the race previews for nationals coming up. Is that, does that drive your motivation? Does that fuel you for your races? Uh, uh, not necessarily. I mean, I'm kind of like fueled by other motivation, just kind of more of the family aspect of it and getting out there and competing for the ones I love. But it definitely is cool to see you like on one of the, one of the higher social medias. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's pretty cool to not see yourself in retweeted stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Bryce thinking like post collegiately, right. Um, you know, your, your 800 time is right in the mix for Olympic qualifying and, uh, you know, uh, world championship qualifying. Is that stuff that you've thought about already? Is that stuff that you're, you know, in the back of your mind have as, as your goals? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's something that's coming like more of a reality to me. Uh, hopefully this summer, uh, the U S championships will go well. I'm sure. I think I already hit the qualifying time for that. So hopefully I can make it through the rounds. Uh, I think definitely a goal is to make team USA's and, hopefully we'll run at the world championships but the olympics still seem seem like a dream hopefully hopefully i can get there <laughs> yeah when when the trials they'd be next spring oh uh, yeah that'd be next spring i think it's all i think the trials are like two weeks after ncaa's next year yeah but there's a huge gap in between usa's and ncaa's this year will that sorry will, will that affect your um your kind of training and your preparation for, for national championships next year as you kind of look towards both? Or do you think that's something you might try to race through? Uh, I think, I don't know. I think my coach might have me try to peak more for USA's just because of the importance of trying to make the USA team. But I don't know. I, re I really haven't sat down and kind of scoped it all out with them yet. But Sure. Yeah, that's a ways away. We got, we got big things on the horizon. That's a whole year away. We don't need to worry about that for sure. Definitely. <laughs> I got an important question for, for a little more immediate for in a week and a half or so. Bryce, I think the coolest uniforms in all of college track are the baby blue in pink Kansas. They're amazing. I personally prefer the pink spandex, the baby blue tops. What are you wearing in Texas? And uh, yeah. what is it next weekend? Yeah, so prelims, I think we're going white on blue uh, for the prelims race. But definitely in the finals would be in the baby blue and pinks. Uh, it's funny though we're we're kind of split 50 50 on who likes them and who loves them on the team so uh, i think where are you I, at oh i love them i, I like them a lot <laughs> i mean are you in the same mindset as us like that that matters right like how you look how you feel matters on your performance on the track right definitely i think uh having some cool looking spikes makes my feet feel a little bit faster like i like the white ones that i have right now so <laughs> i think that definitely plays into the confidence and kind of mindset because running is definitely you get a lot of new things. <laughs> look good feel good yeah <laughs> so um gonna kind of sorry my dog's kind of barking in the background she's she's actually right. the, the fourth that. member of this podcast uh, <laughs> uh so uh kind of transitioning a little bit uh not too far off a track but definitely a, a, in a slightly different direction uh one big thing that we're trying to do on this podcast is we're trying to get all of our beer mile times down so I don't know if you're too familiar with the beer mile, but it's chug a beer, run a quarter mile, chug a beer, run a quarter mile. So you do that four times, obviously. Um, yeah. What do you think you could run a beer mile in? I forgot. We I didn't Have do done one. Mile, 
but no, I haven't done the beer mile, but we, we kind of have a tradition going with our, just our distance crew of doing the milk mile. And oh, no. I, I have the, I have the laps down, but for some reason I cannot chug quick enough. To, <laughs> oh, my God. I, I think I lost to one of my guys on the team because he's just, he was incredible at just putting down liquid. And I was like, wow, but I definitely made up some time on him on the track, but I don't know. I, I think it did pretty well uh, when it comes if it came to beer. <laughs> How much milk is it per lap? I think we just did a red solo cup, and it was it, by the end of the race, you're definitely throwing up. You're you're losing your stomach right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you could pay me enough money to do that. That sounds horrible. I yeah. can't think of anything I'd want to do less than that. that <laughs> awful. We had guys every year. They would love to do the gallon challenge, right? Chug the milk in like in an hour or whatever, and everyone would throw up. I can't imagine running a mile in between that. It sounds just <laughs> fun. Brutal. It is pretty painful. <laughs> but I think maybe in my later years, once uh once I'm coming down from my career, I'll definitely give a couple of beer miles a shot. <laughs> All right, when we uh, when we organize the peak too early beer mile, we'll make sure you, we hit you up and uh, get you involved in that. Oh heck yeah, that'd be that'd be quite the event. <laughs> definitely not doing any milk yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, yeah, I have another question for you so another thing that we're really trying to do on this podcast is we're trying to get rid of a certain event in the in indoor track what is your opinion on the 200 meters the 200 meters in indoor yes I don't know I mean What's the reasoning behind? Like, why do you want to do it? We are of the opinion that is by far the worst event in all of sports. Because there's no, like, everybody qualifies for it. Nobody trains specifically for the 200 meters. You're either a 400 meter or 100 meter runner that you just kind of do that during indoor. And they do a million heats of it. It takes forever. (laughs) It takes longer than the 10K. It literally takes longer than the 10K. We're we're on a campaign to eradicate the 200 meters from track and field. So... (laughs) I just I just wanted to get your opinion on it, make it known that we think that the 200 meters is the worst event in sports. I mean, I could get behind that. No, All right. I, I can kind of see that. Like, uh, you're either 100 or 400, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's no man's land. It's pointless. It if you if you look more into it too, I feel like it like outweighs like the sprints. Like, if you're a sprinter, you can get. Yeah. But uh, score more points. So so you've won 17 in a row. You're an 800. You know, uh, savant. You hear these boxers, right? They they go undefeated for too long, and they have to switch weight classes. You have uh, one weight class is too easy. They drop down a few pounds. They they box up. When are we going to see you in the five Ks? Is that going to be a thing next year, or when are you going to drop down? We just talked about how awful the two hundred is, but maybe we could see you run that. <laughs> oh, I mean, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever go up higher than the mile. Uh, I, I think I'll give a sh- the mile a shot more next year than I did this year, but uh, I think you'll see me more in that. And of course, I do as much as I can for the four by four team. Uh, I think I'm probably like our fastest split for that. But uh, uh, no, I kind of I do what I can for the team. Kind of get a variety. <laughs> for sure, man. Yeah. So we we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna end with a with a little. We don't want to take your whole night. We're gonna end with a little game here. We call it down the home stretch. Mike, do you wanna do you wanna give the rules of down the home stretch? Yeah. So generally, how it works is we pick a a, a topic. And we put 90 seconds on the clock, ask as many rapid fire questions as we can. So your topic, we're going to go back to uh, the streak here. And we're going to compare your streak to other streaks. And we want you to tell us 
if uh, your streak or the other streak is longer. So uh, Trent is going to ask the first question. As soon as this question starts, the time starts. Okay. All right. All right. So this should be an easy one to get you started. But another big famous Kansas athletic streak was the men's basketball Big 12 regular season share the conference championship. What was longer, your current race streak or the amount of championships they won in a row? Mine's longer. <laughs> I need that one. <laughs> they have 14. All right, so uh, James Halshauer, Jeopardy James, the current reigning champ on Jeopardy, has an incredible streak going. Who has more wins you in a row, you or him? Oh, for Jeopardy. I feel like they can't air him that much. I'm going to say mine's longer. He's got 29 right now. This guy's a beast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, all right. All right, so your current win streak or the 2015 Browns loss streak? The Browns is longer. You guys got the same right at 17. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Trick question. (laughs) Well, uh, we'll keep it on the football theme. We're big Patriots fans over here. So 2003-4 New England Patriots set the, the regular season record or the, the record in the NFL for most victories in a row? I think mine's longer. They couldn't have won that many in a row. They had 21 oh, over the Super Bowl. On, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, think, you think that we would give you a Patriots question that was them losing? Come on, Bryce. <laughs> Do you have more consecutive wins or does Tiger Woods have more major wins? I think he has more. I think he has like 18. No, you got Tiger Woods. He's got 15. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dang it. All <laughs> right, Bryce. I'm trying my best. <laughs> Do you have more wins or have I run more miles this week? Oh, you run more miles this week. Nah, that's, that's, <laughs> unfortunately, no. <laughs> unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, <laughs> no. All right, here, here's my <laughs> Here's my stuff. Old Town Road has been the number one song in the Billboard Hot 100 uh, for a few weeks now. What, what's longer, your win streak or that that streak they have? Mine's longer. I don't think it's been on there that long. Beautiful. Yeah. They not Lil Nas X at eight weeks, so you're crushing them still. <laughs> All right, Steve. This is our last question. Oh, okay. We got a. Uh, let me get a good one here. Oh, more consecutive wins by you or Celtics NBA Finals championships? By, by me? <laughs> oh, I tricked you again. It was tied. Sorry. That was a trick question to end on. <laughs> stick, stick to the 800, Bryce. This, this yeah. game's off for you again. <laughs> oh, man. Bryce. <laughs> Thank you so much for putting up with us today. It was great having you on. It was great getting to meet you. Um, we're going to be cheering for you big time at, at uh, national championships. We want to see that go to 18 wins in a row. Um, so good luck, bud. Um, where can people follow you? Uh, just at Bryce Hopple. I think that's on Twitter and Instagram. So that's usually my main two that I do. <laughs> awesome, man. Thanks a lot for coming on and good luck, bud. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a lot. All right, that was an awesome interview with uh, with Bryce. He was a great guy. Great, great chatting with him. Um, we wish him the best of luck at, at Nationals coming up this week. Um, we'll be cheering him on. I'm pretty sure one of us is going to pick him in this in this draft we got coming up here. But um, we got it. We got a we got a quick we got a quick call in um, for the first overall pick for our for our uh, our 
outdoor national championship tr- track draft, and it is the bachelor himself, Mike Gendron. Mike, we know you gotta you gotta get off the phone quickly here because you gotta get on a boat. Um, but we're gonna offer you the first overall pick in this draft because you can't be here for the draft. So, Mike, um, first off, give the give the give the listeners a quick shout out shout out and let us know who you're picking for your first overall pick in the draft. Gentlemen, I am on a ferry heading to New York at nine o'clock at night. I have had a wild day coming off a wild weekend. It's been crazy. And I wish so badly that I was on a podcast tonight. But at the, at the very least, I want to make sure everybody in the entire world knows that I'm taking a big underdog pick. Probably a guy you guys have never heard of before. His name's Morgan McDonald. How do you guys know him? Uh, we heard of him. I think so. Okay. All right. That's a shock. I thought I, I thought that was fine later, but yeah, I think he's uh, I think he's gonna shock the world in the five k. Uh, he's got some untapped potential that I think I'm gonna uh, I think I'm gonna capture him. So yeah, Morgan McDonald, shout out. Give you my number one pick. All right, Mike takes Morgan McDonald with the number one overall pick in the five k. Um, big underdog pick. Did not see that one coming at all. Um, just kidding. We kind of kind of saw that one coming, but. Uh, Mike, it's uh, we wish you were here with us, but uh, take care of yourself, travel safe, and recover from all those beer miles yesterday. All right, hey, don't do anything I wouldn't do while I'm not there. All right. All right, we'll try not to. All right. Did that come? Did that sound come through all right? Yeah, that'll be fine. I mean, awesome. it's it's not great, but you can hear what he's saying. So okay, awesome. All right, um, just get my list up real quick. All right, uh, just to just to kind of recap how we're going to do this. So the first overall pick has been taken. Kind of going forward, we're gonna go, we're gonna rotate. I'm gonna be a gentleman and give the next pick to uh, to to Trent, and I'll pick third. And then Trent, well, is is it cool if we do snake draft? Oh, actually, it doesn't matter because it's only two of us. <laughs> so then we'll go back and forth. And so what we what we're gonna do is we're gonna pick five people from the. 800 meters, uh, we can choose any runners from the 800 meters, 1500 meters, 5K, 10K, or the 3K steeplechase. And so the lowest combined place finishes for all of those people will be the winner. We're going to score it just like a cross-country race. If a runner doesn't make the finals, does not make it through the prelims, and doesn't make it to the final heat, that is an automatic 15th place. For that runner in the uh, in the draft here, so um, Trent, you are up next. Are you ready with the second overall pick? Yeah, no, I, I'm certainly ready, Steve, and I appreciate you being a gentleman and letting me draft second here. I do just want to say that there may be, uh, you know, I may be a little disappointed if things don't go well for me, and I may put up a stink about we just gave Mike the first overall pick because he didn't show up <laughs> for the draft. If you don't show up, he should be penalized. He should have been the last pick. Um, but that's beside the point. Again, thank you for going second. And this was really an easy pick once Morgan's off the board. Got to go with our boy Bryce. You heard him earlier. He's been training his whole life through things like milk miles and whatever other crazy stuff they're doing over there in Kansas. But the guy doesn't lose. Number 18 is coming this weekend. Bryce Hopple, give me the victory in the 800. Saw that one coming. That's a that's a solid pick. I think uh, I think that's that's a you got a good shot at getting eighteen straight from Bryce there. 
All right, who do you got? So see? I I will go with my the third overall pick, my first pick. I think I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Carlos Villarreal, mm. 1500 meter runner. He has a 339 uh 1500 meters um this season from um Arizona. So I'm going to go with Carlos Carlos Villarreal. Uh, yeah, I like that pick. He was definitely on my big board over here of, of who I wanted to hit. So so well done on that one. Uh, I'm going to need to go with my, my second pick here. Uh, Steve, uh, Mike Scott, Morgan McDonald in the 5K. I want to get a contender to go up against Morgan. I'm taking Clayton Young, the senior from BYU. You know BYU, what it's like out there. You know, no girls in the dorms. He's focused. He's got a single track mind right now on taking home the W. I think he came third in indoors, so he's gonna bounce a uh, bounce back and hit the number one. Uh, Clayton Young, give me the victory in the 5k. Ooh, solid pick. I when you said 5k, I thought another name was coming up. I was a little surprised to hear Clayton Young, but uh, I think that's a that's a good overall pick. I'm really gonna mix things up with my pick here. I'm gonna bring in an event that we haven't had a chance to talk much about or pick for yet. I'm gonna go steeplechase. Woo! I'm gonna I'm gonna go with. Ed Trippas, the 3K runner out of Princeton. He has an 833 on the season. He's going to be my second pick, Ed Trippas out of Princeton. I like it. Uh, the steeple is not an event that we have given the attention it probably deserves. So uh, I'm glad you got someone in there. We got some good rooting interests. For me, I got someone to root against. I'm going to take it back to one of the premier events here, though. Um, back to the 1500, where we have uh, my man, who I, I took in the indoor championship, and I, I still haven't figured out how to say his last name, but uh, Oliver Hoare, or Hoare, however you want to say it. But talking to his boy Morgan McDonald earlier in the year, I got faith that an Ollie that he's going to come through in outdoors, um, you know, running, running for Wisconsin. Those guys are elite over there, and he's got a good training partner in Morgan, so... Maybe we'll get a Wisconsin double victory in the 5K and in the in the 1500 here. Ollie, yeah, good buddy of uh, Morgan Mack and that and that Australian contingent out there in Wisconsin. Another very very solid pick. Um, definitely a fan of Ollie. That's a good pick. And now I am up. I am gonna go ahead, and I am going to take. Hmm, this is an interesting one. I think I am going to go with our first overall pick from the previous draft. I'm going to go with the 800-meter runner out of Texas A&M, Devin Dixon. That is not throwing shade on my boy Bryce because you know what? It feels like shade. I'm not throwing shade on you, Bryce, but a second-place finish is going to do me good in this. So I can, I can pretty much say that's a guaranteed second place. I'm going to go ahead and take – take uh, Devin Dixon out of Texas A&M to finish right behind Bryce Hopple. Steve, I got to say, I miss having the third person here for this draft. This is going so fast. The, <laughs> the, the picks are just flying off the board. It's like you make your big pick, you know, it's NFL draft or something. Patriots get up there, they make their pick, and then you know you usually have hours to sit back and relax. This is like the Pats just traded for the very next pick. Out of nowhere, and so we're all like on pins and needles, just trying to find somebody. Yeah. 
All right. I got to go with someone else. Uh, I know my indoor performance didn't do that well, but I think you got to you got to just show some love for the guys that you believe in. Sometimes you got to stay strong. So I'm going to go over to the 10K. We don't have a 10K runner picked yet, right? No. All right. This is uh, I'm thinking strategy here, right? They can't actually not qualify for the finals because everybody makes it. So uh, I feel pretty good about that. And I want to go with my boy all day, Tyler Day. Shooting in Arizona. I just, I just love the damn nickname. And I, and I love that no one else is a 10K runner. So give me Tyler Day. You're in that one just for the nickname. When I was, when I was, when I was going through my, my sheet earlier today looking at who I wanted to pick, and I, I saw Tyler Day, and I was just like, there's no chance Trent doesn't take him. So I um, saw that one coming from a mile away. Um I am going to – are you getting a lot of scratchiness on your end? I am right now. Yep. I just uh, want I don't think it lasted – well, now it's gone away. Yeah, now it's gone. So I am going to stick in the 10K, and I'm going to go with a big underdog pick here. But, you know, as a pick I believe in, and there's a little bit of an emotional connection here too, I'm going to go – with the 10K runner out of UMass Lowell, Paul Hogan. Paul has a 28.58 on the season. He's actually ranked pretty high in the 10K, but he's a local guy um, here in Lowell. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Paul Hogan, um, a guy that we should absolutely have on this podcast. We have a lot of connections to him, so I, I think we gotta. I think we gotta try to get him on soon. Patrick, I know your boys with with this kid. Um, Send this podcast to him. We will uh, we'll reach out to him and try to get him on some point this summer. But I'm going with I'm going with the with the UMass Lowell Riverhawk Paul Hogan. Let's see what he can do out there. Now, Steve, what place would it take for for the Riverhawk to finish in and at nationals next weekend to make up for the pathetic UMass Lowell performances at the beer mile at the bachelor party? I mean, he's gonna we're gonna need to get at least like a top five finish and I don't think that's out of the question so if if Paul Hogan can get you know a respectable finish at at nationals it will make up for the for the pathetic uh, UMass little beer mile this weekend Alrighty, Paul you heard uh you heard what's on the line here so let's see if you can do it all right so that leaves me to get my fifth pick here and I gotta be honest Steve um I felt really good about my big board that I had of runners who I wanted to grab here and, and it's empty right now. Apparently, you know, <laughs> you've done your research as well. So hats off to you. So I'm scrambling here. I'm looking at the 3K steeple. I'm thinking I'm going to do a runner in every event. So I got a lot of good uh, rooting interest in each one. Um, I'm thinking you have someone in heat one. So I'm trying to add heat two. Maybe I'll go. Maybe I'll do something crazy and stick with BYU. Grab the freshman, Kenneth Rooks. Sometimes experience matters and other times just going out there like he's not scared of nothing because he, he doesn't know what to be scared of and he just can run uh, uh run this a uh, free race and, and not think through it so give me uh, another byu kid kenneth rooks in the 3k steeple kenneth rooks all right kenneth rooks um so wait a second how many so we got one two three four five events right so we picking five runners. Did I double up on events here? Let's uh, 
I've been writing down mine. I do not know who you picked. So I got a 1,500 meter. Oh, yeah. I already took a 1,500 meter runner. I was going to take... I was going to... Ah, man. And we have to pick somebody for uh, a different... We have to pick... Uh, every event has to be represented, correct? I don't think we ever established that. Um, I don't... Yeah, uh, I, you're right. That that wasn't a rule last time. You know what? Screw it. I was gonna pick a 5K runner, but I don't want to go against my. I don't want to uh, go against my boy Morgan Mack. I'm gonna go with another 1500 meter runners. I'm going with my guy out of Notre Dame. Your red Nagoose. The Nagoose is loose. He got me the win last time with an unbelievable finish. In the uh, in the distance medley indoors, my guy Yared Nagus out of Notre Dame. He's got a 341 on the on the season so far. Looking for him to have another big race out there in Austin. Steve, I, I think again, I think you had a good draft here. I feel better about my picks um, based on you know you picked a lot of the guys that I was looking at, and you also kicked my ass in the indoor betting. So I'm hoping by maybe stealing some of your strategy, I can rebound and, and make a name for myself for outdoors. And just as a reminder for the listeners, Trent is just a massive Notre Dame fan. So I know it's having me pick that Notre Dame guy is really going to kind of hurt him a little bit. It's going to, it's going to be really tough, you know, watching him uh, just kick his, you know, kick his team's ass. Cause he's a huge Notre Dame guy. Let me get one thing clear. We had a lot of names, uh, shared names on our big boards of who we like. I did not like the goose. He was. He did not make the cut. Nothing against the goose personally, but everything against his school. Notre Dame sucks. Oh boy, some shade on Notre Dame. Well, there we have it. Those are those are the picks from myself and Trent. Mike, we're gonna send right when we're done this podcast. We're gonna send Mike our picks, and he's gonna go through and he's gonna straight from the bottom barrel. There's still a lot of good runners out there. Um, so uh, you know, I think he can still put together a good team. But hey, it's his fault. He's not on the podcast today, so. We had to do our best here. So this is coming up. We got we got the uh, national championship at the end of this week. It's Friday and Saturday. You know, um, I'm going to be watching. We're going to be watching the the track national championship on Saturday. You know, maybe we invite some people over. You know, maybe uh, SAV Racing. You know, you guys are welcome to come over. Uh, we'll get that up, and maybe we'll get some. Uh, we'll get some. You know some side stuff going maybe we'll try to set up like squares or do something fun so we can talk about that later in the week but i'm looking forward to it this is kind of the culmination of a lot of talk for us over the past couple months you know we we started talking about we we did this originally with indoor because you know we weren't paying attention to to track and we wanted to find a way to kind of generate some interest especially for ourselves you know kind of you know get back into a little start paying attention kind of build some emotion around these runners and it's working like i'm having a ton of fun watching track you know, this is this is kind of a, a fun way to, to 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 keep a little extra interest in it. Yeah, this is totally changed my my excitement level for track nationals. Um, putting a little money on it, putting a little betting is everything. I actually, and I think you're gonna appreciate this, Steve. I went on my my gambling website today just to just to make sure there's still no such thing as betting on track and field. <laughs> I figured there wasn't. I've done this before. Um, and, and of course there was not. And then I just thought maybe for podcast banter, I'd look up some of the dumbest things that you can bet on when you still can't bet on track national. <laughs> oh, yes. Believe it or not. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm going to say my two favorites to the end here. So you can bet on an 
every sport alive, right? There's there's badminton, there's there's the Gaelic football, there's Australian rules football, there's like 15 variations of football. I mean, that was expected. You can bet on celebrity boxing matches that haven't even been finalized yet. It's like if Drake boxes this guy, you know, in 2019, here's the line. Wait, that's an actual bet you can place? Yes, they're absolutely. Just making, they're just making up potential celebrity boxing matches, and you can There's, put futures down on it? I Googled it. There's nothing to indicate that Drake is going to do a celebrity boxing <laughs> match anytime soon, but somebody must have, like— Thought it was funny, and so you can actually bet on it. And if it happens, then you have a real bet. That's um, like uh, the the old MTV cartoon celebrity death match, where they would just match up like random celebrities against each other. The little claymation cartoon. That's that's basically what this is. But you know, you just transitioned me to one of my other favorite ones, like animated stuff like that. I can log on to my site and watch simulated video game basketball and make a bet on either side. It's ridiculous. I'm dead serious. I I've never seen it before. It's just it looks like NBA 2K, but they don't actually give any branding out. But it's just simulated video game basketball. I think I think if you're betting on simulated basketball through a gambling website, you have a massive, massive problem, and you should seek help immediately. And that's from guys that may have a problem. Uh, last two that I want to give shout-outs to. Does the winning hand of the World Series of Poker this year, uh, when you have the five cards out, does it have more black or more red cards? That's a bet. Oh, and then finally, yeah. will a human step foot on Mars by 2025? Wow. If you bet on it, I guarantee you put a bet on it. <laughs> No, I got to do some research. But you can't bet on Morgan McDonald to win the 5K or Bryce Hopple to win the 800. It's it's ridiculous. So uh, I totally recommend to everybody, you know, get involved in the pools like this. It makes it a lot of fun. Um, I, I personally, like I said, I, I can't wait for this weekend. It's going to be a good time. Absolutely. For sure. Um, well, Trent, we were without our, our, our third code host. Some would say the backbone of this team. Um but I think we made it work. I think we uh, we have a pretty good episode here. Um, you know, it, it, it definitely wasn't the same without Mike, you know, especially in the week leading up to the national championship. Um, but, you know, you got to the, cut the kids some slack. He had a, he had a rough weekend. He, he literally did three beer miles yesterday. So it is what it is. But uh, anything you want to leave the listeners with? No, just like you said, is uh, we, we missed Mike today. Um, hopefully he has a good, safe trip wherever wherever that boat feels like taking him this week. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out to the Bruins. I'm not even the big hockey guy, but we talked about this when we talked about Tiger and the Masters. You got to respect greatness. And God damn it, the city of Boston is just continues to to dominate in, in everything we possibly ever try to do. Um, so shout out to the bees. I hope they finish them off this week. And I know that we live in the greater Boston area and we're massive Boston sports fans. But what is happening right now is absolutely not getting enough credit. Like the Bruins, I, I mean, like we don't want to talk about. It. We can't change. It. I don't want to. I don't want to say anymore. But what is happening in front of our eyes is not getting enough credit. I, I, I completely agree. It's it's a massive story. It should be talked about a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to leave listeners with. I saw I saw an Instagram video, and maybe we'll put it up on our social media of of a of a high school hundred meters, and we we kind of talked a little bit about this uh, 
uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple episodes ago, when um, what's his name, that kid who uh, the um, oh, it was it was a conference championship, and they drove yeah. at the finish line to win. It was uh, what was his name, Infinite Tucker, dove at the finish line to to beat his teammate out at the at the line. <laughs> but there's this high school hundred meter race, and like. Like five of like eight kids in the race dove across the finish line, and it was like it was hilarious. Like the first two kids dove, and then there was like kids trailing behind him that weren't even close to the, they weren't even close to the win. They were diving. There was one kid that dove and didn't make it to the finish line. It was one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. So maybe we'll put it up on our social media. But you definitely got to check it out. But yeah, uh, credit to Infinite Tucker for for starting a trend of diving at the finish line. One of the funniest track related things i've ever seen so. credit to the kids who it's it's it means everything to come in fifth place at whatever you know low level race they're at and cutting off split seconds or like we talked <laughs> about maybe even adding seconds yeah. but the sacrifice in their body for i'm sorry to break it to you absolutely nothing it's amazing yeah, yeah it just it, it was like oh the one whenever that one kid didn't even make it to the finish line. And it wasn't like he was joking. He like laid out and smacked on the ground. Wasn't even close to the finish line. Hilarious video, but hey, you know they, that's what that's what high school sports are for. If you don't get some funny videos like that every once in a while, what are you doing out there? So, um, anyways, awesome episode, Trent. Good talking to you. Awesome weekend. I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, put this in post. Hit me with the Josie. Let's go. Josie's on a vacation. We're just gonna have to fucking power through, get some content, you and I, without Mike, and send it to him. What do you think? You think we can do that? Yeah, we can get it done. Um, what were we talking to him about for picking people? So what we're gonna do is, so I think we start off. If we want to talk a little bit about the bachelor party, a little bit about the beer mile, we can go ahead and do that. And then we're gonna draft. You and I are gonna have a draft. And we're just going to give Mike the first overall pick. And then, so he's going to get Morgan McDonald. Okay. With the first overall pick. Then we'll draft. And then he's going to just pick people from whoever's left. Okay. All right. And then, so we'll still do the wrong. Do you want to do that before or after? We'll do it after. All right. Let me just go double check the recording. And I am willing to take the break that we are on the brink of. My cup is on the table. I love is spilling, waiting for you to take and drink up. If you're tired of the same.
Felt the tables turning It got me through my darkest hour Heard the thunder clapping Felt the desert burning Until you 